Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 24. Look at this GoBro popping off, 24. I think I say that almost every You do, intro. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from from about 10 onwards, you're like, fuck, man, we're, we're the best. <laughs> We've got 10 episodes, episode 24. So as you can probably tell from the title, we're talking about a little bit of a controversial topic in this one, drugs. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Get your good drugs. And not even the good the good ones. We're not talking about, you know, the fun drugs. We're talking about PEDs or performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. the Bit of lingo for you. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that are, yeah, are legal by, in most professional sports, right? Well, I guess I think all professional sports, they're technically illegal, illegal well, right? Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to take a, not a deep dive, but we're going to, I suppose, scratch the surface and uh, uncover some, you know, truth behind what what the go is in jiu-jitsu the this is the big scoop but no we're, we're basically talking about um why drugs are so prevalent in jiu-jitsu compared to other sports or maybe they're not and and talk about different organizations that are set up to prevent that and and then we're going to name drop some uh <coughs> gordon ryan uh some big <laughs> names in the industry in you know jiu-jitsu that get the blame and get the finger pointed at them so regularly when it comes to PEDs. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of professional jujitsu athletes who have been caught taking drugs or constantly have the finger pointed at them but never mm. being caught taking them. Uh, there's people who you may not suspect uh, to be taking yeah. PEDs, take them, and you know you got to remember there's different types of PEDs yes. which I don't know a lot about, but I know that it is. Not what the the average the average person who's not super educated about yeah. it they think about drugs or steroids and they just think, think about Phil like Heath, Arnold yeah Schwarzenegger, you just think about big muscular dudes yeah that's not what it's about no right not um, not at all so the before we go into the the jujitsu side of drugs and what we think about them and mm. who's taking them and where you get the no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how to buy them, what yeah. the doses are, how to inject. The first thing that I'll point out that was, uh, you know, previously I was like most people. I thought steroid use was just that getting big and jacked, and I mm. I didn't really even understand how they worked. Right? Yeah. It's not like I thought you just took an injection and woke up the next day muscular, of course. Mm. But I didn't really knew how they work worked. And uh, for those who also don't know. One of the, I was semi surprised to learn that when you take steroids, it's not like this. You know, some people go, "Oh, yeah, I could do that if I took steroids or whatever." And I'm like, man, that's that's not how it works, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not saying, uh, well, you know more about this. I'm not saying you know more about this than me because you used to take steroids, which you did. But I currently no, take steroids. Currently Let's get it right. Uh, no, it doesn't. But uh, obviously you being a personal trainer and a nutritionist and you just know uh, – and being an ex-bodybuilder, right, you know more about this than I do, right? So correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I believe the main use for steroids or the type of steroid – the growth hormone, I guess, right? GH, yeah. GH, yep. the type of steroid that people are more familiar with. It's not that it makes you build more muscle. It's essentially that it that it accelerates your recovery time, right? Like one of the things I was told is, let's say you can work out your chest 
right? Uh, twice a week normally. Mm. Well, if you're taking the right types of drugs, you could work out your chest like twice a day, you yeah. know, four days a week, yeah. you know? So it allows you to train more. Yeah. And then when, when you have bodybuilders and such saying, no, you couldn't do what I do, even if you had the drugs. Yeah. It's because it's not like it's a, a, a magical injection. You still need to put in like the work, a huge amount of work. So, you know, yeah. it's just, if you're not already putting in that work, you know, once a day, how can you think that taking this drug that allows you to do it two or three times a day, like, you know, you need to put in like steroid use allows you to work at a capacity of whatever, like 300% instead of at a hundred percent. So if you're not already able to, you don't have the mental toughness to work at a hundred percent, steroids aren't going to do jack for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to steroids, there's a couple of different things that you need to consider. Now, there are examples of people out there that take PEDs, so we'll just, just call them PEDs or steroids or interchange. For those that didn't catch it at the start, PED is performance enhancing drugs. And when you say PEDs, you're talking about more than just steroids. You're talking about growth hormones. You're talking about peptides, SARMs, which we'll, yeah, cause, we'll, cause we'll the, unpack a little bit. Because the word steroid, uh, again, if you're not super educated about it, people just think it's this negative word. And no. there's- like, I mean, I've taken steroids. Yeah, medic but, medical, yeah, medication. Yeah, yeah, but I took I, steroids I well, yeah. where I had injections after surgeries. Yeah. My mum has chronic rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. Takes certain types of medical steroids, yeah. right? Yeah, asthma medication is like steroids. So, yeah. yeah. So different, right? Yeah, completely different. Steroids is a very, very broad term. And um, like, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to go too deep down the rabbit hole. We'll just try and keep it practical and, and fairly surface level, but, you know, try we'll, and- we'll go over that when we have Dr. Carl on. Yeah, when Dr. Carl comes on. Yeah, absolutely. Or Gordon Ryan, probably better. More practical <laughs> yeah. more practical experience there for, uh, compared to, to old mate Carl. So basically, as I was saying, there are, there are so many examples out there of people taking PEDs and looking like shit. Just because you take PEDs doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It does improve your capacity for recovery. But basically when it comes to people taking performance enhancing drugs, the most predominant is some form of testosterone. So right. testosterone being the primary male hormone, even though females do have testosterone as well, but the levels are just so, so much lower. Like as a man, if you had the same levels as a woman, you you would basically that suggestion of either steroid abuse or you have a, a severe medical condition or you've gone through a traumatic experience like something's gone terribly wrong right yeah so when we're talking about PEDs when we talk about you know what people mostly take it's testosterone exogenous testosterone which means that you're injecting something in your to your body that uh, is effectively either ramping up your body's production of testosterone or you're just implementing a huge dose of testosterone that's floating around in your body. So yeah, it does increase your capacity for recovery. However, one big, most, one really important thing that you need to consider is your genetics. Genetics play a huge role in one, how your body is going to respond to the PEDs and two, how you're actually going to look in response to that. And they're slightly different. Now, the first one is genetic predisposition to heart conditions, kidney conditions, like uh, not to go too deep into it, but if you have like an Ap ApoE4 uh, genetic uh, SNP, like a genetic uh, mutation, then you're predisposed to have a heart condition based on taking PEDs. But 
you know, you can look in, if you're interested in taking PEDS, then look into that further. But basically what I'm trying to say is you can take PEDs and still look like shit. That doesn't mean that you're not getting the benefits from it. Would would that be the result of uh, genetics or the result of people not uh, taking advantage both. of the drug they're both. taking? Yeah, it's 100% both. So you can have really shit genetics, unfortunately. Like in terms of maybe, you know, you've probably seen it before without even realizing it. Someone, you know, that has, and this is a little bit more towards bodybuilding side of things, not so much performance enhancing in sport because they're a little bit different, but it comes to the point, it is relevant in jujitsu because like you said, there's probably people out there that are taking and you wouldn't know because you don't look at them and associate them with the bodybuilder physique. You're like, oh, they don't even look good. So of course they're not on pads. Yeah, well, probably like the most famous uh, PED a uh, professional athlete who got caught taking them who doesn't at all look like someone who takes drugs would be Lance Armstrong, right? Yeah. You know, like that's something where, again, I don't know. And it the, depends the on your training and what you were taking. And, and what you're yeah. trying to use the drug for, right? Like yeah. obviously he wasn't taking a drug to to turn into a bodybuilder. Yeah, he was right? doing all sorts of stuff. He was taking drugs and he was also doing a lot of blood doping. So that was- The one where you get more like oxygenated blood. Yeah, right? effectively, yeah. 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 So that's that's a different sort of conversation. However, it's still very relevant. Now, one thing I wanna, wanna press is there are signs of PED use. They're not always like the, the basic signs, like, oh, he's got acne, so he takes PEDs. Mm. But- one sign that is a, a you know it is a sign of PED use, but is not the only one is of course muscle development. Okay, bigger tissue, like specific development in specific areas. For example, different. Is that is muscle development different to muscle growth? No, it's same thing. Right, same same thing. But depending on your drug, you may have certain development in in certain areas. Right. So traps is a big one. If you if you look at um, Tom Hardy. People always say that, you know, he was clearly on drugs when the he- actor, Tom Yeah, Tom Hardy. Hardy. He was clearly on PEDs when he, um, you know, bulked up for his movie role in Bane. Just look at his traps, right? Because big traps is a sign of exogenous testosterone use. It's just where in, in men, like if you take a lot of testosterone, you're prone to develop very large traps. Same, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Same with your shoulders as well. Like big, boulder, boulder type shoulders or delts uh, a very uh, predominant sign of someone that takes trembolone, a specific type of of PED. Right, a, right. A specific. I didn't know that. I really didn't know there were yep. specific areas. It can be, yeah. That, and that's yeah, telltale right. signs of PED use. And when some people that have taken or understand a little bit about PEDs, when they look at Gordon Ryan, they look at his delts and say, look at his delts, they're very trend-like. Now, that doesn't really mean shit because you need to have a look at someone's genetics, right? So if you look at Gordon Ryan's genetics, like look at photos of him when he was a teenager, when he's clearly not using anything, Mm. he has fantastic genetics. Like he could be a fitness model, like Mm. realistically. The, The particularly his abs, like fantastic in terms of, he could be a fucking bodybuilder. They're, they're great. And he's dealt, he's yeah, very, some, very some, well developed. Some people have it, right? Like exactly. one, of, one of my uh, best friends, you know, we uh, used to live together and everything. And he used to play a lot of, uh, you know, rugby and stuff. He, even to today, is someone who, you know, kind of doesn't really work out. Oh, well, back then he played more rugby and he was more fitter and active younger, right? Now he's got kids and everything and that's all fine. But he, the, what I'm trying to say is he kind of even without exercise mm. had that perfect sort of um, 
you know, like V shape, mm. like broad shoulders, V shaped torso, and everything, yeah, like V-taper. sort of like yep. yeah, Superman sort of outline without yep. even doing any exercise. Yeah, just blessed know? genetics. So for to be a, a, the world's best bodybuilders, like not even just the world's best, but to be in, you know, to compete at a high level, you could even say at bodybuilding, and I'm not talking natural bodybuilding, you need fantastic genetics, but you also need to do everything else that comes along with it. So nutrition, you need to work out really hard. You need to have a very good training program, but there are some people out there, they just look at some weights and they'll put on muscle. Like, so there are exceptions, there are outliers, but just because someone doesn't look super shredded, diced or massive does not mean that they're not taking performance enhancing drugs because not all PEDs are just testosterone. You can take other things that improve your recovery that are still illegal. So that that's my little rant on PEDs. But when you bring it into the jujitsu context, it is important to note that IBJJF from 2017 onward started testing, started utilizing USADA to do drug testing. So for those that don't know, USADA is the US anti-doping agency and they base a lot of their what's banned and what's allowed yeah. on WADA. They're, they're basically, they're, they're banned substance list. So WADA is the world anti-doping agency. Yeah. So these agencies, again, for those that don't know out there, they are what the Olympics uses for their anti-doping. Uh, so they're pretty much the gold standard in terms of uh, anti-doping organizations. However, as if for anyone that's seen Icarus knows that they and can if be- if you haven't seen Icarus, watch it. It's a great documentary. <laughs> Icarus so good. is a documentary on Netflix. It's We've spoken about it a couple of times on the show, but just a very quick summary. It's about a guy who intended to um, do a uh, cycling race drug-free and then do it again a couple of years later or the following year on drugs to see his performance difference. And he hired a Russian guy to help him beat the drug tests. And then it, it ended up just unraveling. Being, yeah, the Russian dude ended up being like a whistleblower yeah, for all the, and man, the Russian was, drug scheme and the yeah. Olympics and what they did in Sochi, Sochi right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically such the, a good documentary. the right place at the right time with the right people. Uh, it's a one once in a lifetime opportunity documentary, so definitely, definitely go and watch that. Again, it's on on Netflix. Is but it still on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's still on nice. Netflix. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so yeah, back to the point. There's IBJJF does do drug testing. It very can, limited. Drug it testing. is very limited, and it can be beaten. I'm pretty sure, like only if you if you get on the podium, do you get yeah, drug I be- tested? I believe they only. Um, I believe they only drug test. The, if you make it on the podium in the black belt division. There you go. Uh, so, 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 you know, like, and you know that ahead of time. Mm. So you can beat you the know, test. Yeah, you, you can, can beat the off, test. You like, can cycle on and, you know, well, steroids are taken, well, yeah. PEDs are taken in cycles, right? Yeah. So you can cycle on and off, you know, you know. And there's certain things that cannot be detected unless they run specific tests for that drug. Now, again, I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying to keep and this, all this episode you structured, re- but- well, you got to remember as well, like sometimes people ask, oh, why don't they just test everyone or why don't they do this, do that? It's very this co- expensive. Yeah, this shit costs money, oh, yeah. right? It's yeah. not free. Yeah. And, you know, who's paying for it, right? Well, obviously the IBJJF are paying for it. Mm-hmm. Like it all costs a lot of money. I don't yeah. know how much money. But, yeah, but you know, if they have the testing in place, at least they force the athletes to either, you know, cycle off or not do it. Ideally not do it. You know, yeah. or you deter most people. 
Because if you can compare IBJJF to ADCC, ADCC does not implement any drug testing. And, you know, it's pretty well known they don't. Or even look at the MMA world, for example. Look at UFC. They implement drug testing through USADA and then compare that to uh, one championship. They don't. And they yeah. they openly don't. The difference in the physiques of the athletes is very stark. Yeah. You have a look at some athletes in one championship, they're clearly on gear. One of the, the more recent well-known ones was the – I forget the name of the drug he was taking, but um, Vitor Belfort. Yeah, what was the one he was taking? Oh, I'm not um, sure. About but if Vitor. you look, if you look at him, like I know he was also aging. Yeah. But if you look at his body when he was on, um, whatever it was on. Yeah. And then he uh, he got caught and had a ban or something, and then when he came back and fought not on the drug, dude, like you can't even yeah can't even compare them. Right? Well, there. Funnily enough, I ran into this video unrelated. To, to this episode, but I, I ran into this video a few days ago um, and Anderson Silva, when UFC did like a Cribs sort of special yeah. back in 2017 with Anderson Silva. Well, he had some illegal stuff. He had growth hormone. He yeah, had yeah. Um, he had growth hormone uh, boxes basically in his uh, wardrobe, in his walk-in wardrobe, and the, the camera just quickly panned past them and some keen-eyed individual like, freeze yes. frame knew what it was and, yeah. and called him out and that was just before ufc implemented usada uh testing anti-doping yeah. testing he so, also i believe he got caught um after his second fight with chris weidman I yeah believe. yeah he did. but i mean you also got to remember he was coming back from a massively insane, grotesque injury insane injury the one where he snapped his shin in half from a, a, a leg kick that was checked yeah uh, so i yeah i didn't I don't know much about it, whether it was a, a drug he was taking to aid that recovery, which wouldn't surprise me. I think me, he was right? taking it before. But, but yeah, maybe taking it before, whatever it was. In 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 the world of jujitsu, it's you know, you don't have to be a genius to realize that most, and I say most of the top jujitsu athletes, I'm talking like ADCC, the the super fight type athletes, are on some form of PED. I would say like nine. More than 90% of them are. Yeah. And the more people that do it, the more important it becomes to take them, right? Yeah. Because if you're trying to – say, for example, you're out there and you're trying to beat Gordon Ryan and you know that it's, hypothetically you know he's taking drugs. You need to take drugs well, to, yeah. to match that, I right? mean, yeah, because it gets to a point, you know, if – if everything is equal against your opponent, like if you if you had a complete carbon copy clone of mm -hmm. yourself that you're fighting and the only thing different between you and your clone is that your clone is on drugs, well, who's going to win, right? Like so – and the, the very commonly well-known example is with the Tour de France, right, where it's something like if you – the person you have to go back to 20th place or something to find someone who's yeah. not, who's not on drugs yeah. or something like that. Right. And I mean, this is a sport that you're not allowed to, to dope in and yet people still beat it. I mean, there's so many documentaries on Lance Armstrong and, yeah. and the, and people interviewing and explaining the lengths that they went through to, to get around mm. the, the doping obviously the average not the average no jujitsu athlete has access to the sort of schemes that that they were doing but uh yeah man when when i say that i reckon 90 percent or more are taking it that's just not me looking at a bunch of jack dudes on the podium going oh they're on juice 
I mean, I, I lived through this, you know, my time in Brazil, like all the, I'm not going to say any names of, of training partners, but I mean, they were like all taking it. It's not like, it's not like you ever saw anyone taking it, but everyone knew. Mm. And there was even one particular doctor in Brazil that like all the athletes used because he would just give you whatever mm. uh, you could just easily get it from him. Mm. So, you know, I saw it firsthand, all these dudes like were on it. Right. Mm. And you could, you could tell because they just, well, I mean, people talked about it in the gym, but even if you ignore that, you know, the amount they trained, the intensity that they trained, how quickly their bodies changed. Mm. Right. You could, you know, it's just, it, it's definitely made me think about doing it. Like I've never taken any type of PEDs. Like I said before, I've taken medical steroids after surgeries and things like that, but I've never taken PEDs, but I would be lying if I said I didn't think about it. Like yeah. I was involved in a competition team where everyone else was doing it. You know, I yeah. knew the doctor that I could have, you know, that I could have gone and seen if I wanted, like I, I can't remember his name now, but like I, I knew his name and everything I could have called and made an appointment and said that I trained with so-and-so and, you know, and I thought about it, right? Because when, when all your training partners who are doing it and they're all making the podium and everything, it's not like I was ever peer pressured into it, but it's almost like this ambient peer pressure. Yeah, it's the peer pressure from your environment. It's accessible. Like you've yeah. seen the benefits of it. It, it makes sense. So, yeah. And I mean, not all PEDs are injecting testosterone and, you know, when you take a deep dive into PEDs, the, the well runs deep. There's a lot of shit you can take. Now, I'm not saying anyone should, and I've, I've never taken any PEDs, but there are a lot. For example, I've mentioned these before, but you can take SARMs. SARMs are not detectable on standard steroid tests, right? So if someone runs a standard PED analysis on your urine after you place at you know, IBJJF Worlds, you could be on SARMs and unless they test specifically for SARMs, unless, you know, for whatever reason, you know, 2021 is the year that we're recording this, unless they've updated their screening or they have a test for it, but there isn't one unless you specifically test for SARMs. So the shit you can take is pr basically what I'm saying. The shit that you can take that's going to be a PED that unless they know what you're taking and test for that specifically, you but can get away with it. They won't find it. Yeah, same yeah. with peptides. Like there's a whole bunch of peptides that you can take that are specifically designed to enhance your recovery for joints. Um, a lot of people use them for recovering from joint injuries, but you can just use them, right, to, to just enhance your recovery. There's all sorts of peptides you can take um, that also improves, uh, improve muscle mass. SARMs are the same. SARMs are selective androgen response modulators. So basically, in a nutshell, like if, if you want to look into how they work, if you're just curious, like Google it. There's heaps of information out there, particularly now on SARMs. Uh, and they're very easily accessible. Again, not saying anyone should. But for, <laughs> for a bit, uh, link in our link tree. Yeah, no. there's affiliate link uh, for 10% off. No, there's absolutely not. But if, if you want to know how they work in a nutshell, basically what they do is they stimulate either they stimulate your body's natural production of testosterone. 
That's pretty much opposed it. Opposed to injecting in, Opposed to injecting uh, exogenous testosterone, right? Yep. So there's different, like I mentioned in the my little rant at the start, there's different styles, we'll call it, different categories of performance-enhancing drugs, different categories or different uh, mechanisms is probably a more scientifically accurate way of describing it. Some steroids that you inject just inject testosterone straight into you. Others... Uh, stimulate your body's own natural production of testosterone. Okay, there's an important distinction between the two. So SARMs, uh, if you, depending on what type of SARMs you're getting, there are some that do shut down your body's natural production, but SARMs, um, there's, there's some that won't shut down your body's natural production of testosterone. Whereas if you inject Trenbolone, for example, which is a uh, one of the most hectic steroids you can inject, it is... It is like the the top tier shit. Like it is heavy shit. You would never start with Trembolone. Like that is stuff that, you know, long-term PED users need to build their way up to or should. So should I start now if I want to get there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to you need to five cc's of Trembolone a day, um, which is a fucking lot. So Trembolone will shut down your body's natural production from the first injection, right? Like as soon as you, you start taking it, your body will stop producing testosterone. The reason your body stops producing testosterone in very simplistic terms to make this accessible to everyone is because your body, it, it interrupts the feedback loop in your body, right? Your body is, is assessing how much testosterone is in your blood, is in your body. And once it reaches a certain threshold, it will stop. Right? right, and then right. it dips below that threshold. It produces more. It, it releases like a, a chemical signal to start the production back up. And there's there's a huge, very complicated um, process of of how that feedback loop works. But in a nutshell, you inject testosterone, it stops your natural feedback loop, right. and your body shuts down its natural production. When you do that, it has very severe long term impacts. And if you continue with PED use. And depending on how you do it, what your PCT is, your post-cycle therapy is, um, or post-cycle treatment, I think the two are interchanged, then it can be long-term impacts on your health. Even if you take something like SARMs, which right. may seem which, safer. Which, yeah, sound like to, to to a layman sounds like the safer But they're not option. No. If you if you abuse SARMs, they're, they're kind of like a bridge. They're, they're like the quote-unquote safer. Drug. They are. They're, they're <laughs> the safer version of just test, testosterone, right. injecting testosterone. But funnily enough, if you really do your research, it, it may actually be safer just to start with testosterone, like a low dose compared to SARMs because SARMs are experimental. We don't right. know the long-term impacts of them right. and they do shut down your, your body's natural production of testosterone anyway. And once you get off them, it, it can really fuck you up. It can take years to recover. Right. So like like we said before, there's some jiu-jitsu athletes who, you know, you looking at them, you wouldn't think they that they're doping. Uh, one that was in recent-ish history was, I can't remember if it was Paolo or if it was Joel, but one of the Meow brothers got caught doping, you know, and they're- You know what he was taking? No, I don't know. But they're- tiny little dudes right yeah. like they fight you know lightweight or featherweight or whatever uh so small guys like not big jack dudes right but then you look at some of the more obvious ones which andre galval he's like he's andre galval so would be the yeah. poster boy for for PEDs, PEDs yeah. right like some of his photos from you know 
previous ADCCs and stuff. Mm, it is absurd how jacked he is, yeah. you know, and it's crazy to think like anyone listening, if like go try put on muscle. Yeah. It's incredibly hard, right? Now, I must say if, he has very, very good genetics. He's, he he's kind of like right? Gordon Wright in, in that sense. He has amazing genetics. But let's just put this in real simple black and white terms. You're someone who who trained as a competitive bodybuilder. Let's say I came to you and I'm someone who already does a bit of weightlifting and I said, oh, Kieran, I, I want to get into bodybuilding, right? Uh, and I want to put on whatever amount of kilograms of muscle, whatever it is, right? How many times, like what's in a nutshell my weightlifting schedule looking like? Am I lifting weights twice a week? Am I lifting yeah. twice a day? Five? Like what would it be? It depends on- Don't oh, don't give man. me a depends. Just give me a super basic. If oh, I, fuck, it's so, it's so dependable. Like it depends on how like you respond. Okay, but I guess, the point I'm making, I guess the point gotta, I'm making- You gotta lift a lot. Yeah, the point I'm trying to make is it's not twice a week. Right. If you were no, someone who no. wanted to be a competitive bodybuilder, no, you're lifting six times a week. Six times a week, right? Including cardio, you know, you could be doing ten sessions a week. And then, so how is someone like Andre Galvao, like putting on muscle at the rate that a bodybuilder puts mm. on muscle, but yet also training as a like also putting in that the mat time that a professional jujitsu athlete yeah. put, there's it's not insane. enough hours in the day, bro. Yeah, for you know, recovery, like, even yeah, like it's just not yeah. even possible and. If you know a little bit about, like, I'm told from from uh, all my personal trainers, strength trainers that I've worked with throughout my jiu-jitsu career, they tell me how the reason it is so difficult to put on mass as a jiu-jitsu athlete is because when you train jiu-jitsu and a lot of it, the sheer amount of, of calories you burn and the amount of you know, exercise and mm. cardio you do mm. makes it hard to it put does, on yeah. to put on muscle mass, right? Yeah, they're counterintuitive to each other a right. lot of the time. So how can you be like when you then look like I'm not, I don't want to say everyone who's jacked in jujitsu is on is on it, but then it's just a very clear sign when you look at someone who's just exploded and put on a huge amount of muscle mass, yet also uh, one of the most technical jujitsu fighters in the world. It's like Man, this kind of how are you training enough jujitsu to mm. get so good at jujitsu, but yet also putting on muscle when the amount of jujitsu you're doing should be making it more difficult to put on muscle? Like, you know, so Andre Galval just is the classic photo. Mm. Uh, you know, Kainan also got busted, mm. you know, so that's someone you can pub. Well, I don't know if Galvals, I don't think he's ever been busted, but Kainan got busted. You know, you look at Hulk as well. I think yeah. the Atos team as a whole is very kind of, you know, I yeah. love Atos and I think I think when we did the episode about who I would want to have dinner with, have yeah. dinner with like it was Andre Galval. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't want to take anything away from them, but they're definitely the poster boy team for big jacked dudes. Yeah. Well, there was an interview that Gordon Ryan did. I can't remember what year. And I'm pretty sure it was on Flow Grappling. It was, and he he was talking. You know, it was one of those highlight pieces. It was probably uh, one of his road to ADCCs or something like that. And he was Gordon Ryan was talking about drugs, and he said, "We are one of like I hope I don't misquote this, but the the, the juxta what he said was basically, uh, we are one of the only teams out there that don't take 
performance so enhancing drugs for the most part. He said, at the uh. end, he said, for the most part. <laughs> it was the biggest <laughs> Freudian slip ever. So you're like, uh. <laughs> dude, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, that really, they're all on it, man. Yeah, like 100%. so many of them. And again, like you look at well, whichever, whichever meow brother it was who got caught, he's not a big jack dude, but he's taken whatever he's taken yeah. to allow him to train. The recovery, yeah. The training load is intense, a, like anything to get an edge. Because look at how bad jiu-jitsu is for your joints. Last episode when we spoke about injuries, we mentioned the meows and how they're all like, they walk around all hunched over and shit and they're all gnarled up. But even like that aside, that long-term effect aside, just in the short term, the the impact that jiu-jitsu has on your joints in terms of training. If like when I first started training jiu-jitsu in the first few months, I was trying to maintain my weightlifting protocol at the same time, which was about five t- days per week. Impossible impossible yeah. my joints were just fucking wrecked i couldn't even bench press like more than my what was my like warm-up weight of like 60 kilos on the bench press i couldn't even fucking bench that and this is someone like for, for people who don't know you face to face this is someone coming from you know someone who has the discipline of going through the military someone mm. who was an ex uh, competitive bodybuilder. Like, it's not like you came into jujitsu unfit or whatever. Like you were already fit, yeah. like lifting five days a week for you was just yeah, the norm. Yeah. It was like brushing your teeth. Like yeah. it's just, I'm not saying it wasn't hard workouts, but I'm just saying it was just part of your yeah, routine, routine and yeah, your life. Years, years you know, and years and years. Yeah. For yeah. years of doing it. And all of a sudden when you add jujitsu into it, like your weight lifting, right? So at the moment I can sustain and, I mean, four, was that four when, sessions. Was that when you then first took some PEDs? You were like, yeah, Bro, that, yeah. that's when that's when I did my research and I I got on Trenbolone. Yeah, it's yeah. People that are listening to this, they're gonna be like, this dude knows way too much to yeah. not have taken yeah, something. Yeah. He's fucking suspect. Look at him. But when I first started lifting, because I'm very very fortunate, I'm very genetically uh, gifted when it comes to putting on muscle. I put on muscle very easily. You know, not everyone can and. You know, no, 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 I'm, I'm the better, no, I'm the better genetic, yeah, yeah. suck you, haha, <laughs> <laughs> sucked in. But when I first started lifting and I, I reached a point where I went through my beginner game, like I, I started lifting for about six months or whatever, didn't re- make real progress, but then I got real serious about it. I like started focusing on my, you know, nutrition sort of. Um, I hired a PT, I just went fucking hard. I was training like six days a week, like two hour sessions. I, I lived in the gym and I put on so much mass really quickly. And some of the old salts at the gym were like, nah, he's on drugs. They yeah. would say to my, they would ask my PT and be like, what is he taking? And he'd be like, oh, he's not taking anything. He's like, no, he's fucking, he's 100% juicing. He's on something. Like, there's no way you can put on this much muscle. And pff, dude, I was like fucking 18. I wasn't Well, that's it as shit. well, right? Like you can't, you can't take for granted that sort of, window from 18 oh, to your yeah, I was like 18, 19. early to mid 20s. Yeah, like 100%. males' bodies develop a lot Hell during yeah. that period of time, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like absolutely. And I was just fucking going hard and I had very, very good genetics for it. But even then, and I'm, I was no way near the size as I am now because obviously I've had like six years of plus, uh, six, eight years of like training foundation behind me, uh, you know, building up that, you know, de- more dense muscle. But even even then people were accusing me of PEDs and I, I didn't look like a bodybuilder at all. Yeah. So, I mean, it just goes to show that, and even on the flip side of that, just because someone is big doesn't mean that technically just depends on how big they are though. But yeah, I mean- Yeah, some, pe- some people are just, it, yeah. it's impossible to refute it. Like yeah. ob- obviously it's, you know, uh, 
the current bodybuilding scene, like the Mr. Universes and stuff. Yeah, they're, like, they're all on it. They're not like, even and, denying it. Yeah, and they don't even deny it. Like yeah. it's absolutely disgusting. And like Galval pretty much looked like those dudes. Yeah, he could know, have stepped on stage and, and done well. Yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, 100%. He, he's just too big. Like, but it, you know, take a, I'm not saying, I have no idea if he is or not and I'm, he hasn't been caught for anything that I'm aware of, but take like Felipe Penne, for example, when Galval was uh, fighting Felipe at ADCC uh, in their their match where Felipe like hit the table. Was it 2019, 2018? Uh, Can't remember. Bro, anyway, look look up the fights. But it's you know, it was okay. It was a good fight. Um, but you know, Felipe was probably taking shit too. I'm, I'm I mean I'm not saying he was. I have no fucking clue. But it, you don't have to look like Galval to be taking to something. Be taking is the, is yeah. the point I'm making? Yeah. But what do you reckon about um, where do you sit? as someone newer to the sport and someone who's more knowledgeable about, mm. about uh, this subject, where do you sit in terms of whether you should be allowed to take them or not? Look, I think – I mean, I guess that's even just as a general yeah, question, like yeah. not even necessarily sport, specific to jiu-jitsu, just in sport. I do have an opinion on this, um, and I thought about it. You know, my opinion has changed a lot over the years, but this is pretty much my position on it now. I think if you're competing in an organization that has banned substances, like has basically they've put out formal direction or formal policy to say these substances are banned. If you break those rules, you're a piece of shit. Like if you're if you're competing at IBJJF Worlds and you're taking something that is clearly banned, then you know, I don't think that's that's cool. Yeah, because but- you're you're being you're in a situation where say you are you know, you maybe not even in the finals. Maybe you're in the road to the finals. If you're taking steroids and you're rolling up against someone that's who's not, and you really seriously injure them, then you know that's a moral question, right? Yeah, but yeah. Before you move on, yeah, I 100% agree. Regardless of your position on whether they should be allowed or they shouldn't be allowed, yeah. If you're competing in whatever sport and they're not allowed yeah. as per the rules, and then you are, man, you just there's no ifs, buts, ums, you're clearly cheating. Yes. And therefore you freaking suck. Yeah, you're right? cheating, yeah. Like, I mean, even if you can't then say, oh, but they should be allowed. No, well, I mean, I'm going to go into a jiu-jitsu fight and say, well, I should be allowed to punch him in the face. To, I mean, it's it's, it's a against redundant the, statement, It's right? against the rules. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, in again, regardless of whether you think you should be allowed to take whatever substance, mm. if the rules say you can't, then you can't. And if and if you disagree, then tough shit. You're not allowed – like don't do that. Yeah, compete don't, in a different organization. Yeah, that doesn't care. Like right? ADCC. So right. when it comes to people taking PEDs for ADCC, there's no – like from what I understand, there's there may be rules against it. I don't know. But there's like – they don't test for it. They don't – they haven't employed USADA. I'm pretty sure there's no no rules stating you can't. So if people are taking shit and they've, they've weighed up the risk – and they've decided, you know, risk is ver- like worth the reward in that case, then I don't have anything against it. It's their body, it's their decision. And everyone knows if you're going in to compete in ADCC, you understand that people are taking PEDs, then it's fine. So long as it's a level playing field and the everyone is aware of it, which, you know, at the elite level they all are, like let's not mm. kid ourselves, don't be naive, then you're going in knowing that, you know. And if you're someone that doesn't take PEDs, and you go to compete at ADCC, like Lachlan Giles, for example, he's been very public and very 
uh, loud, particularly earlier this year or late last year. He had a bit of a, I think it was this year, earlier this he year. He said something about it. Yeah. yeah, he said something about it and then Gordon Ryan got onto him and and uh, it was a funny social media fucking tantrum back and forth between Lachlan Giles, the um, the Australian uh, competitor, and uh, Gordon Ryan, whoever knows who Gordon Ryan is. They, just for context, um, Lachlan basically called out most people in in the sport with the, their PED use and, and Gordon Ryan bore the brunt of it. And, uh, you know, obviously Gordon didn't like that because he, he loves talking shit on social media. So they just had this back and forth where, you know, they'll oh, – what would they do? They, like, said, oh, let's have a fight and we'll bet, like, 20000 on it or some shit like it's that. always bet. You know, it's crap. fucking Gordon. You know, he's just being Gordon. But basically the point I'm trying to make is, like, unless you're someone like, you know, Lachlan Giles who I don't know if he is or isn't, but, you know, goes into it knowingly, they all fucking know. Yeah. If, if yeah. you go to p- compete at ADCC, you know that everyone's on gear. Yeah, look at the dudes in ADCC. Like it's – Yeah. Yeah, they're massive. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So is that sort of your your stance just in sporting in general, that if it's against the rules, you suck if you take it? Yeah. If, if it's not against the rules, then it's up to you. Yeah, like, you know? again, if you look at another sport like uh, bodybuilding uh, – you look at you know the, the the elite of the elite in bodybuilding. They're all taking heaps of gear, like a lot of gear, and they have for a long time to get to that point. But it's not a secret. Yeah. Like yeah. I have no problem. If they want to take that risk and they want to have that as their lifestyle because that's their decision, go for it. I mean, when it, it's yeah, another I'm- conversation with bodybuilding about, you know, they, they all die young and, and, and shit like that, that's fine. But if you're competing in a natural federation like ICN, which is uh, stands for I Compete Natural. It's a federation in Australia that who I competed under, a natural bodybuilding yeah, federation. Then it's against the rules. It's against the yeah. fucking rules. And I know for a fact, I, I know for a fact because I know their trainers and they told me in confidence, but that not naming any names. Taking people at the, the, the top it. level at ICN, the people that win, like the, yeah. the Australian championship and the international championship, they're on fucking gear. Yeah. They're, you know, if you compete in ICN, and you're taking gear. You suck. You should compete in a federation that, that doesn't that doesn't test yeah. and it's open. And yeah. the fact that you're not is because you probably can't win that because you shit. Yeah. Like it's I'm, fucking. I'm, it's it's ridiculous. I'm kind of similar. Like I don't, I don't know if I if I completely take the same stance, but I definitely am aware of the same thought process that if you know. If it's an organization that it's not against the rules, mm. then yeah, I guess I, I kind of agree that, you know, any elite sport or any elite anything all comes at a cost, right? Whether that cost is your body or your love life mm. or, you know, going out partying or, you know, having friends or whatever it is, it all comes at a cost, right? And so part of me is like, well, if, people are willing to pay that price if people are willing to do that to their body to reach whatever level they want to reach then i'm kind of okay with it you know uh it's not just you don't have to be taking peds to be harming your body you know uh, if you go find a an elite level retired ballerina who did ballet for her entire life and look at her feet and her mm. hips and like it's terrible for the body right yeah or look at the boxing champions like Boxers, muhammad ali yeah like, right like you a lot know, of damage 
so it's it's not like drugs are the only way you can harm your body to mm. reach an elite level in a in a sport. So I, you know, I agree, but I don't know if I agree enough to officially say like, you know, I don't have a problem with it. You know, oh, look, I don't know. Like if, if it was an organization where the rules clearly, let's say the rules in whatever thing said, you like can IBJJF. take- IBJJF. No, no, sorry. The no, other no, way. The right. other way. If there was, the organization said you can take whatever opposed, you know, then like professional bodybuilding, right? I don't mm. know if they officially say that, but it's so yeah. clear, right? They're not that, testing. That, yeah. <laughs> but if it's something where it's just kind of like ADCC where they kind of just- plead ignorance if you will like i don't know if i go as far to say like oh it should be allowed yeah you know like if someone said to me okay ibjgf don't allow you to take drugs so mm. therefore if you take it you're cheating you shouldn't take it right because it's in the rules but if the question is do you think that you should just clearly be allowed to take it and then it's up to the individual to take no. those risks I don't know. I don't, I don't know if so, I man. like that because no. it's you know you that, force people to do it. You're then yeah. You're yeah. forcing people to 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 take what is a, a substance with quite severe long term side effects. Yeah. just to be able just to be on the level. Yeah, exactly. It's huge risk. And for those for the what about those people out there that if steroids weren't a question, like if they were not on the table at all, like say. There was a very like IBJJF, for example. Let's just take use that organization as an example. Say if IBJJF, as they do now, have a very strict no drug policy. You know they they implement USADA testing at Worlds. Take that organization for example. If you wanted to be a world champion black belt, but you were predisposed to a heart condition, you could right, and yeah. and if if IBJJF all of a sudden said, "Yep, steroids are allowed," you would never ever be able to compete at the top level. Like there's just no yeah, question. Yeah. Unless you're I mean, absurdly better than everyone, but Yeah, I get that. Like, I mean it's it's different, right? Because we're talking about a, a foreign substance and whether you can take Yeah, we're talking that about drugs. We're talking about legal sub- drugs. Yeah. But I mean, I'm also there's pl- how do I want to phrase this? You know, there's plenty of sports where you're where you're the the question of whether you can do it or not is instantly answered with your genetics, mm. right? I mean, I guess this is different because uh, we're talking we're talking about whether your your whether your genetics allow you to take a foreign substance. So yeah. it is different. But I did just want to make the point, like, let's say, for example, people who don't know me in person, I'm like six four, right? Which is you know 194 centimeters tall. If I wanted to become a professional horse jockey, it's just instantly a no. Yeah. Like it's just a no. Yeah, like I get, I'm, I'm just I get too what you're big. saying. So, like, already my genetics. I know this is different because we're talking mm. about whether your genetics allow you to take a foreign substance. But you know, I also get what you're saying, right? Mm. It's like you you're know, taken it, out of the question, it, right? When in, you otherwise would have been in the conversation. Yeah. Opposed to just saying, Adam, you're too tall to be a gymnast, or you're yeah. too tall to be a jockey, right? Yeah. It's it's yeah. just not possible for you, right? Opposed to, oh man, you've got. It's not because of your genetics you can't take this foreign substance, and because you can't take this foreign substance, you, you can can't, no longer you'll never you'll never level. you'll never reach a high level in this sport. Yeah, you know that kind of sucks, mm. right? I mean, so I guess but it's the also more- forcing the hand because there's a lot of one thing that we've spoken about so many times on this podcast is the fact that if unless you, <laughs> these days unless you started jujitsu really young, 
your your odds of becoming a world champion black super belt slim. super slim yeah. because the current world champion is like 20 21 yeah. you yeah. know because of the explosion of the sport what you're doing is forcing those young men young women into taking performance enhancing drugs which is incredibly dangerous oh man like it's it's ridiculous. Like you've probably heard of Ziz. Have you heard of Ziz? Never heard of it. So for those man, sounds you, like a chewing gum. Yeah, you haven't heard of David Goggins. Uh, so I is yeah, Ziz a person? Ziz. Ziz was a person. He, oh, I he, thought it was he, like a, a no. Ziz was a, a Ziz. His name's a Ziz. Um, well, it was a Ziz. For those that don't know, in the fitness industry, he was a cult sensation. He was one of the first people to make like in the aesthetic movement, right? So he was one of the first guys that you know really came out and, you know, oh, I've popularized. Seen I've seen you would have seen him. photos without realizing yeah. who it is. His name's Aziz. Um, oh, yeah, he's an Australian dude Yeah, too. he's an Australian, young, young dude. He died at like also 21. Russian-born Australian. Yeah, Ru- Russian-born Australian guy. Um, died at the age of 21 because he had a pre- he was predisposed to a heart condition and he was taking a lot of steroids, including trembolone. Um, so, yeah. And he, and he didn't look overly big. He looked diced. But uh, he wasn't huge. He didn't look like. Yeah, I'm looking um, at him know, now. He did, yeah, he doesn't look like Phil Heath or anything. No, but definitely super, super shredded, super yeah, diced, yeah. very like good muscle genetics, not good heart genetics though. And he died at 21. So it's crazy. From yeah, arguably he was using a lot of party drugs as well. But regardless, like he was abusing some pretty heavy steroids at a crazy level. If you Dude, force the hand in jujitsu. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Super young people having to take it. And they're like, they have a lot of pressure, particularly if they're in a world renowned team, they're at the top of their game and maybe they're, they're close, but they need to be matched on the same level of people that are taking it. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that until now, this conversation Mm. about, yeah. The influence on young people. Yeah. Mm. You know, and it wouldn't just be jujitsu. Like imagine, uh, gymnastics particularly female gymnastics where they retire far younger than male gymnasts because of the way their female bodies develop opposed to male bodies develop yeah female gymnasts like professional gymnasts the majority of them retire like before they go off to to college yeah they retire like in their early 20s most of them Mm. right so yeah imagine imagine then if it was okay if it was okay green lighted to take uh yeah, or as P- PEDs or, as, a, as a gymnast, you'd have, yeah. you know, female gymnasts like jujitsu were training from when they're well, well, it's more well known than than jujitsu as a sport. So, you know, at a very young age. Yeah, Olympic gymnasts have been training since they were like four. Yeah, right. So imagine having like preteen gymnasts taking whatever yeah. drugs. Like it's it's even. PEDs aside, it's known that it's just very dangerous and not healthy to take whatever foreign stu- substances for developing brains and bodies, right? Unless it's done in a medical way. Obviously, yeah. some things are taken because a, a body or, or, or a brain or whatever might have something wrong with it, wrong in, you know, in terms of not healthy. So, of course, I'm not saying it's not like no one young takes drugs. Yeah, but Difference yeah. between medicine and We're PEDs, talking about PEDs right? here, yeah. Yeah, so I hadn't really thought about that because it is true. The current best guys in the world, the guys who are who are who are knocking over the the old lions and becoming the new lions, are, yeah, in their early twenties. So if if drugs were given the green light, I think that instantly makes me say like, no, you should. What well, does like it instantly makes me think it shouldn't be legal at all, and even things like ADCC should make it. Mm. 
completely illegal, right? Maybe if, it, maybe if we're talking a sport where you peak in your 40s, okay, maybe, I don't know, it's a different conversation, but yeah. a, a sport where you're not peaking, but you're, you're, you can be the dude to beat the current world champion as a early 20 year old. Yeah. And you were, and it was given the green light to take drugs. Of, of course you'd take them. Yeah. And like I mean, why, why, if, if why you're listening, you? right. And you maybe as a devil's advocate, maybe you have the opinion like, yeah, but it's a choice at the end of the day, it's their choice. And if they want to do it, yeah. But you, you got to realize that is a bullshit argument because you're talking about someone that has the potential or is like very close to being the best in the world as a sport, like it's their dream, right? And if you're telling that individual, that 20 year old, that what's standing in between you and the best guy is the fact that he takes drugs and you don't, what the yeah. fuck do you think they're gonna do? Yeah, and they're these like, are, oh no, nah, just give up on my dream because I wanna, you know, I'm thinking about the long term. Dude, these are also, 20. yeah, you're also talking about it at an age where, okay, the, we're definitely, don't wanna be going into politics or whatever, but we're talking about an age that, more or less internationally, 18 years old or 21 years old across the world is an age where society is more or less deemed that these people aren't yet intellectually developed enough to make smart decisions, hence why they're not allowed to vote yet, hence why they're not allowed to drink alcohol yet, hence why they're not allowed to buy cigarettes yet, mm. right? Like most countries around the world, 18 or 21 is the age where you're allowed to, to you're drink. Legally an you're adult, legally yeah. an adult and allowed to, and yeah, and you can legally be charged for a crime as an adult or mm. whatever. Like that's why a 17 year old who commits a crime is treated differently to an 18 year old yeah. or a 19 year old. Right. So yeah. If you had that argument of, Oh, it's their choice. It's like, yeah, but it's people who aren't old enough to make smart choices. And yet. even if they are <laughs> 18, right? Like your, your brain doesn't finish developing and you cannot fully assess risk until you're over the age of 25. Some even say 26. So you're, you're putting a decision in the hands of someone that may not have the best influences around them in terms of like their long-term longevity, like their health. Yeah. They Like if, say for example, I'm not going to name names, but if you're in a top team and you have your star athlete that is, you know, fucking just super close to being the world's best, but they need to take PEDs to get there. You're going to, most would influence them to do it. Yeah. Right. Because it's yeah. in the interest of the gym and the interest of that individual. But and, yeah, and if it wasn't breaking any rules, like yeah, well, why, why the fuck you? not? You'd yeah. be like, yeah, dude, come on. Like we've, we've got a doctor behind it. Rah, rah, rah. And I'm not saying that all PEDs are going to like, you know, fucking kill you and you're going to drop dead. And I'm not saying like, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's had a very long life and he, he did take a decent amount of exogenous yeah. testosterone and he's open about that now. So shock horror for those that didn't know he's, he came out and, and you know, admitted that he took roids when he was competing and there's a big difference, but he, genetics, a million different yeah, things. He also, took, he also took it at a time when- uh, He took medical, very low doses. But well. also he took it at a time where, well, just the fact that it was however many years ago, yeah. we didn't know as much then as we do now. Yeah, exactly. So whatever long-term consequences mm. we know today, well, they didn't know as much back then, yeah. right? And so, if you want to look at all the deaths associated with PED use, you can only just Google bodybuilder deaths what's like the, Rich Piano and all sorts of What's the name people. of that dude who – is it Ronnie Coleman who now is mm. essentially like a, a cripple, right? Yeah. Because of – Yeah, that's – Or he, is that a different – that, He lifted very heavy weight as well. Like he right. was 
at the time, Ronnie, like he's famous for like lightweight baby, nothing but a peanut, like all those sayings. If you're, no, you're like, what the fuck you say? Yeah, Ronnie Coleman's like lightweight baby. Uh, and right. he, he basically- <laughs> He's got a very distinct voice. Oh so yeah, I know he's, that, he's a legend. But like during his heyday, he lifted heavy fucking weight. Like weight that a human being shouldn't be lifting that regularly. Like I'm talking but he power wasn't, lifting. But he wasn't like a strong man, was he? Well, he was an incredibly strong man. But oh, no, he yeah. did compete at strong yeah, men. Yeah. But he would lift like power lift, uh, power lifter heavy weights, right? right? He insane weights. You just have to Google Ronnie Coleman. And, and his back's like destroyed now. Oh, right? because yeah, he's squatting, he's he deadlifting, his discs are fused. Like he's completely fucked. Okay, so it's not. I mean, he probably took juice as well, right? Oh, but it, fucking But heaps. it wasn't like he's crippled because of that. It, a, yeah, it was more his training modalities right, okay, okay. Um, rather than- I take know, it back, PD. Ronnie. So, yeah. Well, you couldn't bash me anyway, bro, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. But yeah, I mean, just to come full circle on the whole like roids in jiu-jitsu or like uh, performance enhancing drugs in jiu-jitsu, it's very obvious. It it's frustrates me as well when it's so obvious. Yeah. Like, I mean, it frustrates me, anyone who's taking it, because like we both agreed, the fact that it is in, in for example, IBJJF, it is just clearly against the rules. It's mm. so like, and yeah, it's black and white. It's against the rules. And yet people are so obviously taking it and dudes just muscles exploding out of their face. Like, yeah. yeah, you said at the start that traps is a telltale sign and yeah. I didn't know that. Makes that Can't classic be, yeah. photo of Galvao even more obvious. I mean, I know we've- You do have thrown- to look at that before. Like you have to look at the genetics before. Like I did yeah. touch on it, but I didn't finish the statement. With, with Tom Hardy, he had very good traps before he started taking gear or right. speculative that he took gear, which he probably did. So, you know, he's like, oh yeah, you know, he has big traps, doesn't necessarily mean it, but right, right. in most cases, big traps, big delts yeah point to gear but um you know yeah it's frustrating when people are just, it's, it's like in you so in your face mm. and then then the fact that we touched on how detrimental that can be to influencing younger people and forcing their hand to take it yeah yeah i think it's actually even more shameful now to to be taking it in the sport of jiu-jitsu mm. you know like but and, i mean if you just want to take it because you just want to look good i think that you know your priorities maybe a little bit out of line or maybe you don't fully understand what you're doing or taking, which is, you know, it's very complex. It's an incredibly in-depth, people have full degrees on this topic. You know, it's, it gets pretty, the, the well runs deep. So all, all I say for those people out there that maybe want or thinking about taking something, just do your, your research, do your due diligence and don't just read on forums, like seriously delve into it, fully understand the the repercussions, the long-term side effects, like, and then fully understand what you should be taking and what doses start very low dose to begin with. And if you're competing in a, in a sport like jujitsu and you're taking it to compete in jujitsu, I would really question your, your morals. I think um, to, a nice way to, you know, a nice phrase to finish it would be, you know, in the words of every single jujitsu fighter who is clearly on juice but never been caught taking it. It's all just acai and Jesus, baby. Exactly. Just take plenty of acai and Jesus and you'll look like Galvao, you'll look like Gordon Ryan and yeah. you'll fight as well as they do 
I want to get more assay. Assay and Jesus. That's all you need. Do you want to get some assay after this? Let's go. Don't even worry about the <laughs> outro, bro. You you bring the assay. I'll bring the Jesus. <laughs> oh schnitzel. We just start having to get a wider lens. Yeah. Every, every episode that we like record the video of, you and I just get, get fatter, more and more ja- <laughs> jacked. Oh, my oh fat. I was jacked. going a different yeah. way to you. <laughs> I've seen your oh, assay bowls, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we went for assay a while ago and. Kieran got this tiny little acai bowl and I was like, I don't know, I got the biggest one yeah. they got and you were Loaded. like, holy fuck. <laughs> I was still sad when it ended. Yeah. My, acai and ice cream are my two things that like no matter how big of a serving, when it's gone, I'm like, oh, I wish I had more. Yeah. No matter how big. Like it's, <laughs> it's not one of those ones where I'm like, oh, I can't finish it. I'll yeah. just eat it and eat it and eat it. Then I'm still sad when it's gone. I used to in Brazil buy – me and the guy I was living with who is a literal piece of shit, that dude I lived with, it's a whole nother thing. But we would buy, we would go halves in buying like, oh, man, how big was the tub? I don't know. Would have been like a 10-kilo tub or something of SIE, like a massive. It's 22.5 pounds for those that for are the, American uh, people. For the, <laughs> um, what is it, for people who still use the imperial, imperial system? system. Idiots. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like most of our listeners. <laughs> We're sorry. Get with the system, bro. It's metric. Even NASA uses it. Come oh, on. Oh, shit. Um, there's been huge deaths over Imperial and metric system. There's like being commercial flights where they've incorrectly loaded the amount of fuel into the plane because of converting between oh. pounds and kilograms incorrectly and oh, wow. planes have run out of fuel. I don't know if – Plural might be wrong. It's happened at least once. I know that for a fact. Uh, Anyway, we would buy these massive tubs of acai and then have to, then would go home and would get it out and have to cut it because you, we did, it's not like we had a commercial freezer. Mm. So then we'd have to divvy it up into smaller like ice cream containers or whatever. (laughs) So it would fit in the freezer. I mean, that's when I was at my biggest, bro. I just had so much acai. And uh, I think maybe that's all I'm missing because I'm not religious. You just need to get the Jesus into your life. Is the lack of Jesus what's stopping me from looking like Galvan? It it is. It is, yeah. yeah. It's holding back your jiu-jitsu. You need more Jesus. All right, more Jesus. Okay, next week we'll be talking about Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's a good place to uh, to wrap it up. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the show, feel free to follow us on Spotify. We're so close to 100 followers. Help us yes, out. Yes, please, guys. Get it's a little, little, little goal of ours. I know when I, when I watch quite a lot of YouTube and I know I'm kind of taking over the outro, they get longer and longer. But until I... Until we did this podcast, it's like you hear it on YouTube videos. Go on, guys, please click like, subscribe. It, and you know, it helps like, oh, a lot. And you're like, yeah, yeah. shut up, dude. And then now I'm in that position. I'm like, come on. I really yeah, <laughs> click it, it. I really yeah. want that hundred. Yeah, it, it really it really does help, help the show quite a substantial amount. And if you want to go that one step further and support the show, then you can do so on our Patreon. To get to our Patreon, we have a link to that in our Instagram bio, or you can just search Beyond Jiu-Jitsu Podcast on Patreon and find us that way. But thanks for listening. And until next time, guys. Until next time.